the life of a man is three scores and ten. And when that time is over, the body goes back to the dust that it came from. The spirit will go back to the God who gave it. But the soul searches for a home for all eternity. Jesus had said, if you believe in me, if you die, you'll live again. And he that liveth and believe in me shall never die. Can you imagine never dying? That's what God's plan was from Genesis 1 to Genesis 3. Then Satan came in in imputing death to all of us. But one day, on a Sunday morning, he got up that week and never died again. Now we got favored back with God. That's enough to just get up and shout. We can live forever. I don't know how long that is, Troy. I had a toothache one time, and it seemed like it was forever. (laughs) It's only a couple of hours. But that toothache will be nothing compared to be in torment forever. Infinity time infinity time infinity time infinity. That's, that's a long time. Yes, sir. But isn't it a blessing that we are in Christ? Amen. And because of that, we can live forever. Good morning. morning. How's everybody? Well, Troy said, you don't have no way to go today, do you? I said, no. Yeah. Not to preach. I'm, I'm going to go to Philly later on today, One of my cousins is turning 65, and I was invited to come up, and I get a chance to see some folks from South Carolina, so in case they bring something. (laughs) I don't want to have to take it back, so I'll go visit. Always a motive. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people do things without a motive. Yeah, I don't know why y'all look at me strange. Yeah, motive. So pray for my travel. If you're here this morning, you're not a member of the Lord's Church, welcome. Happy that you have come to be with us today. And um, if you're from another congregation of the Lord's people, it's good to see you. And those of us who labor here at East Baltimore, we expect to see you 
on Sunday morning. Thank you, thank you, Brother Boone. You just, Brother Boone just started reading. Yeah. I'm only going to preach seven verses. But see, some, see, when you get into God's word, before you know it, you done got the whole. Keep reading. I'll let you preach from eight to the end of the chapter. But I'm only giving seven today. Yeah. So uh, thank you, thank you. Um, lectureship is coming. And uh, they're beating me up saying, when are people going to register? I said, like Brother Faust used to say, they coming. I, I just told them, my people just don't do nothing in advance. If it was going to heaven, some of my folks would get to the gate and didn't pay nothing and say, I'm going to pay it. <laughs> so let's make sure we uh, get our registration done. And uh, you know, I was thinking coming today, if you want to buy a person a gift who is not a member of the Lord's church, that would be a good gift to give them. That would be a good gift to give them. Because, see, sometimes people got this myth uh, about the Church of Christ that we don't have no spirit. We, you know, because we don't have a piano. But we, there's a lot of joy in the Church of Christ. I, I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I've seen the church transition in the last 40 years. Because when I came in Troy, they were sitting on their hands. Now they're shouting. Now I'm not saying if you sit on your hand, you're not worshiping. And I'm not saying if you're shouting, you're not worshiping. Whatever your worship is, but, but I got joy every day. Not only what the Lord has done for me, but I'm looking at what the Lord has done for all of us. And I'm grateful to be in the Church of Christ. The old preacher said, it's just hard to get used to. But that's all right. If you want shout, shout. Just stop so you can hear my lesson. Yeah, just give me some time. Because sometimes God, when God does something for you, say amen. All right? Oh, boy. That wasn't even in the lesson this morning. Turn your Bibles. The Gospel according to John, chapter number 9. Verse number 1 down to verse number 7. We ready? And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was born, was blind from his birth. And his disciple asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither had this man sin, nor his parents but that the work of God 
should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he thus spoke. He spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Salaam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. He went and washed and came seeing. I was blind, but now I see. I was blind, but now I see. If you've been in the church of any amount of time, you have read this passage over and over and over. But Sometimes, as we read over the passage, we kind of just skim over it. But we don't dig deep into it. And what I want to do this morning is to just Dig a little deeper because this story of this blind man is something that we have never seen before. And now I'm not saying that this is the only story where Jesus healed. A blind man. I'm just saying this is a story that we had never seen before. Because you remember in Mark 10 and 46, blind Bonamaeus, uh, 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 Jesus healed him. And then in Luke 8, he healed. You remember he had healed this other blind man and he asked him, what do you see? He said, I see man looking like trees. And on and on. But on this occasion, Jesus heals this blind man. And as we go through this lesson, you're going to see some things that we had never seen before. Is that all right? And then, because what I want us to, the story is designed to give us an insight into Jesus from a different perspective. 
from a different perspective. So I won't vary too much from the text. We'll just read the text and we'll just go down the text and just show you some things that that when you're reading it, uh, you you some things you look overlook. Because um, Monday, Troy, when I read the text, okay. I, I saw something. Right. Wednesday, when I read the text, I saw a little bit more. Wow. And, and then Friday, I, I, I read the text, and, and, and I saw some things that I didn't see on Monday. And then last night, when I was reading the text, I, I saw something else. So. I've read the text. I, I've read the text. And I've studied the text. So if you say at the end of my sermon, I didn't see what Brother Frazier saw, maybe it's because you only read the text one time. But I've read it five times this week. And I'm going to read it six times today. And when I'm done with the text, I want you to, you will say, well, I didn't see all of that. I was blind. But now I see. Is that all right? The text says, and as Jesus Passed by. Where was he going? To Calvary. That's where he was headed. He just, as he, as he passed by on his way to Calvary, the Bible said he saw a man. His disciples didn't see the man. But Jesus the text said that Jesus saw the man. I, I don't know who else was in the area, but Jesus saw the man. The text doesn't even say that the man saw Jesus. That all I'm doing, Troy, is going down the text. The text said Jesus saw the man. So it gives me an insight that Jesus sees some things that we don't see. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. Je well, see, see, Jesus sees something in you and I that maybe we don't see in ourselves. So Je the man didn't see Jesus. The disciples didn't see the man. But the Bible said that Jesus saw a man. And the man that Jesus saw, the Bible said he was blind from birth. We can hide a lot of things in our lives, but we can't hide blindness. You, you know, we, you, you know we, we can be alcoholic and we'll come and we can hide that. We can have other things going on in our lives that, that we can hide. 
But one thing we cannot hide is blindness because blindness affects everybody that's around us. Yeah. See, if, 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 if you are struggling with some things in your life, you can come into the building, Tammy, and nobody know that you are struggling with those things because you can put a front on on Sunday to make people think that everything is going well in your life when everything is not going well in your life. And then you, 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 you cover it up for the day. But if you're blind, you can't hide that. You, you, you. If you're blind, people know that you're blind because you can't move unless somebody helps you. If you're blind, you can't do nothing without the assistance of somebody else. So what Jesus says, Je I, I, now, before I go any further, I just want us to just pay attention right. to the text because, see, Jesus already said something in this text that I think we overlooked, Troy, okay. and, and, and because the Bible says that Jesus saw a blind man. We got that part, but so many times we overlook that he was blind from birth. All right? All right? Yeah. Because, see, you need to understand where I'm going this morning. And then not only that, now watch, watch verse 2. And his disciple asks him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents? See, we oftentimes, we have the tendency to blame or put the blame on somebody else. Yeah, we, 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 we have, see, the, the, under the Jewish custom, when a person is blind, they will always raise the question, why? Who sinned? So that's what the disciple asked. The disciple says, I, I, who sinned? We get into problems in our lives, but we put the blame on somebody else. You, you, we say that, I'm the way I am because of what you did to me. I'm like this because of the life that I grew up with. My father is the reason that I have the problem that I have. So many times we say, well, I, 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 I'm, until you repent, I'm going to stay right here. See, I, I, I'm the way I am because you would not repent. Because the way you act, I, I, I'm staying right here. I act the way I am, not because of me, but because of you. How could it be 
that I'm the way I am. I would do better if you repent. I'm only acting this way because you act that way. If you repent, then I'll do better. I, I, I can't do better because of you. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the only way you're going to do better is that I repent? Oh, that's too much power you've given me. You, you, can't, you can't give a person that much power. I'll do better when you repent. But if you don't repent, I'm going to stay right here. You can't repent for me. And no, I can't repent for you. See, if, 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 if you waiting for me to repent, you're going to lose your life. Why would I give anybody that much power to have control over me? We, we started this in Wednesday. Wednesday night class. How in the world do we give a person that much power over us? Well, as soon as they get themselves straight, then I'll get straight. As soon as you straighten up, then I'll straighten up. You pull up home and Tammy hadn't cooked. And, 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 and life is going well. But because Tammy's tired, worked all day, she didn't cook, it blows up the marriage. That's too much power to give cooking. You gonna blow over just cooking? She didn't wash your socks. If the socks is not washed, wash it yourself. Or do better, go buy some other ones. You cannot destroy your family because somebody didn't do the laundry. That's too much power you given to the laundry. So he asks Jesus, who sinned? Did this man sin or his parent? Somebody had to have sinned because this man is blind. Nobody deserve to have that much power over you. Nothing in your life deserves to have that much power over you. 
I can't go to school. I can't go to work. I can't go out because every time I go out, somebody is messing me up. Now, here's the only common denominator. You. Maybe it's not somebody else. Maybe it's just you. See, you need to take responsibility for your old life. Stop blaming everything on somebody else. Jesus said, Neither was this man or his parents, but that the work of God might be manifested in him. Troy, drop down to verse 32 for me, Troy. Because, see, you, you have to understand what is happening here? In John 9 and 32, watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, since the word, since the world began, yeah. was it not heard uh -huh. that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? Read, read that again. Now, now uh, listen to what. Listen to what John writes here. John says, what? Since, Since the, the world, world began, uh -huh. was it not heard yes, sir. that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? Now, Brother French, I thought you said that Jesus had opened the eyes of blind men. He did. But watch what John's saying here. John is saying, since the world began, there had never been a point where a man opened the eyes of a man that was born blind. All Go right. back and look. Search the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. You're never going to find where one man Open the eyes of another man that was born blind. Now, 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 now look, look what's happening now. It wasn't that he got some chemical in his eyes and that he became blind. It wasn't that somebody hit him in his eyes, Brother Rogers, and he became blind. John is saying that this man was sure enough blind because he was born blind. Jesus, Jesus says, I got to work the work of him that sent me while it is day. Because the night cometh, no man can work. I'm, I'm entering in to a very strange situation okay. and, and a very strange situation 
demands very strange results. Never before had anyone ever opened the eyes of a man that was born blind. Is that, is that, is that in your text? This is what John said. Since the world began, was it ever heard of a man opened the eyes of a man that was born blind? The doctors can't do him no good because they have never had this problem or this issue before. So Jesus says, since this is a situation that have never been before, I gotta do some things that I have never done before. See, Jesus could have easily just wave his hand. He could have said the word and sight might have came to this man. But Jesus said, this is a strange situation. So since this is a strange situation, I got to do some things to him that I've never done before. How are you going to do it? He said, yep. Never done before. Well, I got to do some things. All right. I can't do this, Johnson, like I normally do it. Normally, I'll just say something. Okay. But there's something never been before. So I got to act. In a manner that I never act before. Why are y'all looking down? Look up at me. Ah, Jesus is doing something because he has never seen this before. So the Bible says. Not only did he spit, All right. but he had to get down there, All right. mix it up yeah. in the dirt. Yeah. What you doing, Jesus? I've never seen okay. this done before. Right. So I got to do some things that I've never done before. He had enough spittle. Uh-huh. He got down there, Johnson in the dirt, mix it up, got to get some, I got to make some ointment, I've never done this before, never seen this before, so he got there, and he mixed it up, grabbed some of it, if that was us, we'd say, no, Jesus, (laughs) no, no, don't give me that, 
never seen this before. Never. That's what 32 said. Never since the world began that a man opened the eyes of another man. Born, that was born. Lord have mercy. Don't get it twisted. That was born blind. So he mix it up. Then he grab it. Take it to him. Put, put it. Put it on the man's eye. Never been done before. Never seen a man that was born blind. So what Jesus did, he mixed it up. And he put it on the man's eye. Now watch this. This man was in the presence of Jesus. He was touched by Jesus. And he was anointed by Jesus. But he was still, still blind. Still blind in the presence of Jesus. Anointed by Jesus. Touched by Jesus. Still blind. Still blind. See, sometime we can come to church. We can pray. We can sing. And we can give our money and still be blind. Still be blind. See, I'm not telling. All of us should come to church. We give our money in the church. We read the scriptures in the church. We sing in the church. But it, see, but it doesn't matter how loud, how high, or how loud you sing. You can still be blind. I come every Sunday. I read the scriptures every day. I come to Bible class. Every time the door open, I'm here. Got to do all of that. Still blind. All right. Touch by Jesus. In the presence of Jesus. Anointed by Jesus. But still blind. Every now and then, even in the church, we find ourselves, Sister Stevens, still blind. Still blind. How could you be in the presence of God, touched by God, anointed by God, and still be blind? One thing's missing. One thing missing. Jesus says to him, I got to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to touch you. 
have you in my presence. But you're missing one thing. He says to the man, go. Anointed. Touch. In the present. Still blind. So how am I going to heal my blindness? Jesus says, go. Sometimes, Lord have mercy, you got to get up out your seat. Sometimes all the things that you think you're doing and you're still in the situation. So Jesus said, go. He didn't tell that to the folks that was around him. He didn't tell that to the disciples. His instruction was to the blind man. All I'm doing is reading the text. The instruction was to the blind man. And I could see the blind man trying to find his way, stumbling over the cares of life. It would have been easy if Jesus had said, take him to the pool. Sometime, brothers and sisters, you're going to have to just do some things for yourself. Jesus can help you all you want him to. But every now and then, you got to be able to do some things for yourself. I don't know, Troy, how far the pool of Salaam was from where Jesus told him. But Jesus says to him, Go. Yeah. One of our greatest strategy, one of our greatest dilemma is dealing with lowliness. We, we don't like being alone. So what we do, we grab, come on, Johnson. We grab somebody to go along with us who don't want to be with us. And we pull in someone. We, 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 we don't like being by ourselves. So we just settle just for somebody to come with us who don't want to be with us at all. If we go back and we look over our lives, we'll find ourselves a lot of the trouble that we find ourselves in because we're traveling with someone who don't want to be with us. I want you to be my wife. I love you. You just don't want to be alone. All right. All right. 
Jesus could easily tell them, take this man and take him to the pool and let him wash. But Jesus says to this man, go. Go and wash. But I can't see. I need somebody to carry me. Not if you want to see. Don't you think Jesus saw other people there? But, but if you, if you got to go through life, and every time there's an obstacles in your way, you look for help. You, you're not going to be healed. Sometimes you got to, there's some things in our life that we just got to carry to the grave ourselves. Well, how am I going to do this? How far is the pool of Salaam? In what direction should I go? I don't know where to go. Brothers and sisters, you can go anywhere by yourself as long as you got Jesus guiding you. Jesus told a man to go, but he didn't say where to go. Trust in the Lord. Lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct <laughs> our Lord have mercy. Y'all yes, yes, see, we just glance over this thing. Yes. But every now and then, go back and dip a little deeper and you'll see something. Well. Watch Jesus. Jesus said, go. The blind man said, you want me to go all by myself? Troy, remember that song we used to sing? I go to the garden alone while the dew is still on the road, Moses, and a voice I hear as we stand ring near. The voice of him is calling. Hey, go! And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the voice I hear as we tarry near, none other shall have ever known. One more time. He, he walks, Lord, and he talks with me, and he tells me. This is what Jesus is saying this morning. I'm your own, and the voice. As he tarry, none other, none other shall never. So, 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 
Lord have mercy. So Jesus, Jesus says to him, go. Not only go, but go and wash in the pool of Salaam. Now let me tell you something else. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. The pool of Salaam has always been there, Tammy. <laughs> see, see. The pool was always there. And he was born blind. So whatever the remedy wasn't in the pool. Couldn't have been in the pool. Because the pool was always there. And, and I guarantee you, this, this blind man knew that the pool was there. Nothing happens until God tells you to go. I've been in this messed up relationship for 35 years. You blaming the other person. I can't see. I'm blind. So now watch Jesus. Go. Brother Frazier, are you telling me I should just get up and go? All I'm doing is reading the text. Jesus is telling you. But see, so many times, the reason we are where we are, because we're not trying to help ourselves. We're so busy blaming somebody else. So watch Jesus. Go. And wash in the pool of Salaam. How old was this man? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It ain't the age of the man. See, so many times we're looking for the cause. Why am I in this? See, sometimes we need to say, this is an opportunity. God is trying to work something out in me. So it puts you in my life with all of this confusion because he's trying to work something out on me. Why is he doing that? I don't know why Todd treat me like that. Well, haven't I been praying to God to give me? So now try the method. It's an opportunity, brothers and sisters, when somebody's on your job messing with you. God is trying to work something out for you. Your kid's messing up. Everybody's kid's messing up. He's working something out in your life so he can help you. But if you don't go, I can't see we, he know that. But you got to trust him. He'll guide you. You think because a blind, he anointed, <laughs> he touched, and he anointed, he touched, and he was in the present. Yeah, in the present. But he still was blind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If anybody knew that, Jesus did. 
so easy to say, why don't y'all take him down there? Walk with him. Guide him to the pool. He's not going to appreciate the results when somebody bailing you out every time you get yourself in a mess. But when you got to go by yourself, when you got to work things out by yourself, you appreciate what God is doing in our lives. He went to the pool and he washed. Came back, Johnson. See, the naysayers, he looked like that, the boy that was black. What happened to you? Who did that? All I know, I was given orders to go and wash. And when I dipped, where did you go? In Salaam. Are you telling me you can go in Salaam and get healed? No. It's who sent you there. That's what got this. This down young, dusty-eyed Jew out of Nazareth told me to go and wash. Until your faith comes alive in you, nothing going to happen. But when your faith come alive, you'll say like the blind man, I was blind, but now I see. If you're here this morning and you're blind and you can't see where to go, so faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God, believe with all your heart that Christ died for you, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sin and then go wash. In the pool of life. And God will give you sight. So you'll say, I was blind, but now I see. If you remember the Lord's family and you've been in the body, but you've just been stagnant, time to get up and go. Don't give nobody that much power over you. Come right now. As we together stand and sing the song that has been selected. Yeah.